Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars, and this week receiving a present from Jackie Stewart. I got sent an eBay advert by um, a, a listener mm-hmm. d- yesterday. Did, did, I, I did send it to you on WhatsApp about a blue Vauxhall Corsa for sale, Y Reg, with, oh, yeah. with possible ghosts inside. <laughs> that's, <Yes>. in the, <laughs> that's actually in the title of the car. And uh, I, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's sent by a chap called Kyle um, on on Instagram. Kyle's underscore cars. Thanks for it, Kyle. And um, I just, <laughs> it just made me giggle because even if it is sinister, and I did read the description quite carefully, it's up to 114 quid in St Albans as we speak, um, with possible ghosts. So it says. Possible ghost inside Corsa Y-Reg. Much like my love life in that friend song, this car was DOA. I had no one to advise me about cars, so I'm total uggo and have no friends. So when I bought it, I was alone. Um, it made a funny noise when starting, but the seller told me that was normal for a second-hand car. I mean, it's just gone on and on and on. Life has been that way. When I was little, my foster mum used to tie a necklace made of chicken bones around my neck. <laughs> We weren't allowed to have our own dog since unspayed canines copulate outside of marriage and that makes Jesus cry. I mean, honestly, the, 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 information... the description is batshit. And... It's, it's really long. I've just scrolled seven yeah. times with my finger and it's still going. Now, it's the, it's, but it's the um, additional things, the following information. He's added information, as you can do on eBay. Yeah. Uh, the first one... The first one, because what struck me is when you open that link, the picture is of the back of a of a fairly normal looking Corsa, except one of the back lights is missing. It's that iteration of Corsa where the back lights frame the back window. Oh yes, and one of them is missing, and it's sort of ghoulish in itself because it looks like someone with a missing eye. You, know, you can sort of see the socket. Yeah. It's a bit unsettling because the back light has gone, and you can just see the hole it, where it should a be. A bit like when urban explorers always take pictures of dolls that have been discarded. Have you noticed that? There's always a creepy yes. doll covered in moss, or I don't know, um, some sort of mould, and it looks a little bit sinister because it's not been played with. There was a wheelie bin outside my daughter's nursery when I dropped her off the other day, and. Um, they were obviously having a clear out at the nursery and one of the things they'd cleared out was an old doll that was clearly past its best and it was just lying on top of a load of bin bags in this open wheelie bin like you know those massive industrial ones and it was a very creepy sinister sight and I wanted to take a picture of it but that if I'd done that I would have been seen doing it by one of the carers from my daughter's nursery and that's the kind of thing you you don't want on your file dustbin dolls yeah take pictures of dolls in dustbins just put a little red sticker on it, June. Yeah, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. Just go watch him. Uh, so the picture of the Corsa has the sinister-looking missing light, <laughs> and then 
one of the updates says, I have found the missing light. We'll update photos soon. The ghost is very happy that all the lights are now present. The previous following information just says, just to reiterate, the engine doesn't start, although the mechanic said it would be easy to fix and the seats may need a good wash. What, the mechanic said the seats need a wash? They needed a mechanic to comment on that. Who knows? There's some very, very odd information. If you want to clean the seats yourself, then I'd recommend you wear a mask, is one of the other notes. This is. I'm going to file this in... Wacky yes. eBay listings that are wacky deliberately to get attention. We would have to cut down the bush at the front to show the front of the car, which is in good condition, by the way. Only one tyre is flat and the front two wheels have hubcaps. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, the missing rear light from the driver's side will be included. We just detached them to free the rainbow butterfly that was living inside. I'm... Oh my gosh! It's I hard almost... to know what's going on here. Well, okay. Should we just abandon this? We'll put the link in um, for any patreon listeners um yeah oh actually i think ooh, is it going to expire i think it's expiring in what the, the oh no it'll no next, don't worry oh, no just today or yes anyway you can um, still you can still look uh, at an expired auction i oh, spent can, quite a few you? hours yeah. of my yeah. life doing that <laughs> yeah i know I, I find joy in that when you go ah i can still see it and then eventually you can't and then it becomes disappointing if you like it's more than 90 days the ghosts of ebay past i would yeah. say the bigger concern um about buying this Corsa would be not that it seems to be being sold by someone who may be a little strange, but that in fact those courses were crap. <laughs> well, well, it would make it interesting if it was haunted because you'd actually have something to yes, talk about. Yes, but I about. don't think it's haunted. I think it's, it's haunted <laughs> by the limitations of General Motors engineering know how <laughs> in the late 90s. Is a bigger issue there. Yeah, but, um, it was a pooey car, wasn't it? Are you at an age now? I know you're a little bit younger than me, but are you at an age now where you sometimes you feel a sneeze coming and you think, "Uh oh, this might be the one that puts my back out." No, I um, do you not get that? I, I yeah, think I, it's quite a recent thing for me, but I sometimes feel a sneeze coming. And I go, oh, I, "It's going to be a big one. This could be the one that causes an, a physical injury to another part of my body." No, I um, I really look forward to sneezes. I get oh, excited. I do. Don't if get I've me wrong. Coming because I don't sneeze very often, and I. I my wife sneezes multiple times a day. She has sinus issues, so she sneezes every day. Oh. I d- let's say my wife sneezes 50 times a day. I might sneeze. 50? Oh, a lot. Really? A lot, even with antihistamines. Oh, my God. But I might sneeze, like, once every three days. So, for me, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, believe yeah, I'm, I'm putting this on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sure it's it's that exciting. Britain's most popular car podcasts. Uh, yeah, and the secret of our success is um, who the fuck knows. But uh, yeah, I'm the same as you. Sneezing, it's a it's a rare treat. Yeah, it but, is. But I, it just, really I just is. have this thing now where I just think one day. Now I'm in my mid forties. I feel like I'm closing in on that time. But you hear about this happening, don't you? Or do you? Or have I made this up? Where people do a violent sneeze and it puts their back out, or you know, their shoulder pops out, or something mad like that. <laughs> you sneeze at an unfortunate angle. So I genuinely sometimes right. If I feel it coming, and it's like um, it's like standing on a London underground platform, and you, the rails start to tingle a little bit, and you know the train's coming. You know, one of those sneezes. Yeah. Like, oh, here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. It's going to be a biggie. And then. Ah! And obviously, you know, I'm a dad, so now I shout loudly when I sneeze. Um, and it's, oh, do you? Do you do the shout sneeze? I, I try not to, but I think it's almost impossible, and I mm. think it's hereditary because my dad was a big shout sneezer. Ha! <laughs> 
Do you know what? Go, my, it's like uh, Tom Jones sneezing in the next room. Yes, I think uh, my mum. My mum's one is um, is quite vocal, and I think every time oh. I, when I say was, she's still alive actually. Um, but when when she sneezes, my dad always tuts because I think he he knows it's coming, and he knows that he know he knows the noise is going to be irritating. It's just oh. Yeah, I do remember See, that. Uh, oh, I, here we go. Not to not to be too gender stereotypical, but I would say a, more, a sort of a more classic female sneeze of a certain age would be a kind of beep, like where you suppress it and you sound like a tiny animal being trodden on. Yes, it does. Or like you say, an, an animal from a children's program. You know, where yeah. like an animated creature. Or like it's yeah. like a sort of the air brake being applied on a tiny lorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, my my mate. Dan, who I was going to name check in this because he's in the middle of cycling from John uh, Groats to Land's End, which is quite hard. Really? Yeah, for um, uh, to raise. Well, no, that's the easy way because it's all downhill. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work like that. that. Is it? If it was freewheeling, I think a few more people might have done it. Holy God, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Although I bet your wheel bearings would shat themselves around about yeah. Worcester. <laughs> you, get, you get a tank slapper on somewhere near Carlisle. Oh, yeah, you um, need very high-temperature grease for that. Um, yeah, and he, he, good, you know, handsome guy, fit guy, but he does sneeze like a, like a kitten. Oh. Yeah. How weird! And it's and he also he does a minimum of six in a group. I've noticed that oh. ever since we were at school. So it's, it's <laughs> ch- he's ch- a multi sneezer. Ch- ch- yeah, can't do like one or two. It's just a ch- yeah, ch- 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 yeah, really, really. Wow. And that's an that is furious air brake on very small lorry. You know, it's very cab over engine, possibly collecting wheelie bins around an urban area kind of lorry. yeah. But like a seven and a half ton maximum. I mean, in fact, I'm yeah. thinking like, I think like a. A classic middle-aged lady sneeze would, in fact, be like a sort of a tiny scale model of a lorry. Oh yeah, um, your <laughs> mate, Mitsubishi Canter. Yeah, I absolutely love the <laughs> always the Mitsubishi Canter. Uh, the but if your friend is a multi sneezer, that's yeah. bad news on a bicycle. Oh, it's very bad news. I don't if know if he cycles with a visor. Oh, even so, but then the inside of the visor might get snotted up. Oh yeah. Well, also, it's prime hay Jesus. fever territory right now, and if you're force-feeding yeah. it on a fast bike, and he is a fast rider, oh my God. and he's, yeah. raising, he's raising money for charity, so um, he's doing it for an incredible cause. So, um, Is he? What's the cause? The cause is um, one of his friends um, <clears throat> lost their son um, when he was quite young, and so they're raising money for equipment in the, in the children, Bristol Children's Hospital. And, okay. uh, well, we'll so, put uh, we'll, we'll plug a link for that if he's raising money. Shall yeah, we? Yeah, he's be... doing br- he's he's doing very well. He's, they've got to average over ninety miles a day. So um, wow, they're doing ninety to a hundred miles a day. Might be shade over a hundred, which is actually it's a lot in it when your bum's on a seat and yeah, I know it's one of those things where you go, oh, I reckon I could do that, and you go, what really every day mm. for how long is that going to take them then? But, um, but about nine nine days, I think eight or nine Sheesh. days. It's because it's 900 and something miles. Yeah. And it's been muggy as well, hasn't it? It's been, it's it's been, been probably it's, the worst kind of weather because it's grey and muggy last yeah. week or so, hasn't it? And rainy and just generally toss. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
Well, at least the rain will damp down the pollen. It's, so I was going to say, be less um, sort of forced induction on the yeah. uh, on the on the hay fever well, front. Yes, yeah, on that on that side of things. Up his nose, and then he does a, a six pack of sneezes on the A sixty six and veers into traffic. Almost um, sounds like so. a high energy hi hat in a disco track. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I love that guy. I've just I've been listening to a lot of ABBA uh, the past couple of days. Oh my gosh, and, how uh, well produced is it? Isn't it so crisp? It's beautiful, isn't it? I usually just I like a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I I'm very proud to be an ABBA fan. There's no shame in that. And um, I, uh, I, but you know, everyone sort of defaults to the greatest hits albums, don't they? Yeah. I've been doing some of the albums proper. ABBA Gold, and and they are terrific. Some of them. I mean, yeah. there's some you know, there's some cheese and some triteness on there but there's also some incredible songwriting that sort of any other group would have probably punted out as a single and it's like Abba's single bar is so high and I'll tell you what it's an underrated Abba single that is on all the gold and the compilations and stuff it's the day before you came yes incredible song that is um yeah my son would describe this sort of opening the music as a drone shot Yes, I mean, but but of course, (laughs) Abba did it before drones were invented. Because I've noticed my son started to do, he started to do beatbox um, incidental music to everything going on in our lives in real time. It's brilliant because I think (laughs) and 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 he did a really like massive like sounding, and I'm like, oh, what 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 are you? What's this? What's this music for? He went. Oh, this is this is the drone shot, and he just looked at me deadpan. <laughs> he's nine, and I went. What do you mean? He went, and he's he's been watching YouTube videos where, of course, the big reveal is the drone shot now, and he's putting the music to that. But in, it's just great. I just that is good. I love I it. Does he do? Is he not doing like so? When you arrive home, yeah. Does he not do sort of like Seinfeld style interstitial music to bridge? And then it's like then you're in your kitchen. He you does well, the next he, scene. You, you, yeah, he does do that. Like when he comes into the kitchen, <laughs> he slinks into the kitchen <laughs> to get like a packet of crisps and a drink, and he'll 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 embellish it with mouth sounds. Yeah, he's really into it. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I absolutely love that it. Very good. And he's good at engine sounds now because he's been listening to different engine sounds and trying to trying to mimic those, which are, is always. I don't think you'll ever grow old. That'll never be tiring. I don't think. No, it's a worthy. It's a worthy way to pass the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, maybe uh, I know drones weren't invented when ABBA were, were still no. a group, but but then they were very wealthy and they probably had access to helicopters. In fact, they're in a helicopter on the cover of um, the Arrival album. So maybe that's what mm. was in Bjorn and Benny's head when they were doing some of their rice mind you. Then. They were they were all so clever. I wonder if one of them casually built a drone. In the in the in their back garden in about 1978, but just didn't tell anyone. Yeah, it's the kind of thing they do, isn't it? Yeah. Agnetha, she's probably she's got a little cheeky cheeky she, drone lab at home. She'd do it and just go, yeah, I flew it. I actually lost it in a lake. I didn't didn't bother going to get yeah. it. It was too busy, <laughs> no, too cold. <laughs> um, so yeah, shame about it, that. It never really occurred to me until quite recently that the day before you came, you always assume it's you know it's about the, the, the um, you know the, the, the your life is about to change because a new lover comes into your life. But mm. like, the song is so downbeat in a way. The music is so downbeat in that brilliant sort of wistful, aberish kind of way that I was like, oh God, what? You know, it's actually about the person who eventually killed her or something. 
Yeah. It's, it's like, it's actually quite dark. Oh, it is dark. I don't... I can't work it out. I meant to sort of look this up to see if there's an official explanation, but in some ways it's quite nice not to have an official explanation. You you, you make your own explanation with songs sometimes, don't you? So, you do. Um, but then I, I, I should I be worried that my reading of it is suddenly the dark one when previously I just thought it was kind of a love song, but I don't know. Anyway, it's a great song. No, it's good. Lovely, what's, I think, I what's, the name, what's the name of the game? Is that that one? I miss my, that's oh, that's one. my favourite. It, yeah. Instrumentally, it's the best one. It's the coolest yeah. one. Well, it does that thing. You cannot be, as far as I'm concerned, one of the great um, blending of instruments in music is when you get sort of synths with a, a an acoustic sounding guitar strum over the top. It's yeah. a very, very, it can be a very nice sounding thing. It's funny because ABBA was the only band that I think our whole family agreed on that we liked when I was a kid. Yeah. Because my parents were generally into classical music and my dad likes sort of close harmony Welsh choir stuff and all manner of things and my <laughs> mum liked Gilbert and Sullivan and Cliff Richard and, and so yeah. ABBA was the sort of in the Venn diagram of our family and we once went in 1982 I think or 83 we went on holiday to Denmark on the car ferry oh, and brilliant. the only tape in my dad's Talbot Solara <laughs> that was mutually acceptable to all four members of our family, my mum and dad and me and my little brother, was Abba's Greatest Hits. And mm. so we just had it on a loop for two weeks of driving around Denmark. And the amazing thing is after that, I still love Abba to this day. Oh, yeah. I, sorry, I know what I was going to come off the back of, talking about cycling and my mate Dan. I know, he's on this thing called Strava. Yes, which I always thought when when he said it to me, I always thought he was saying Strada, and obviously I was constantly just <laughs> thinking Fiat about Strada. the Fiat with the most unusual <laughs> door handles out there. But actually, it was Strava, and of course I now know this. Um, but I was thinking Strava's exclusively, I think, for cyclists, but it could be for runners. But I think he uses it for no, cycling. it is. I'm on Strava. Are you? So it's mm. for running and cycling, is it? And and swimming i think oh is it it's an exercise thing yeah yeah oh, okay well i was just thinking could you use strava for like um other uh, pursuits such as um auto jumbles or car booting <laughs> because the thing is we know i've been i've been thinking about this can you imagine um car boot strava <laughs> you'd because these these are seasoned people that do car booting regularly and they go early they you know they they they're they're precise they're they 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 pounce like a viper on the bargains before all the great unwashed get too close so could you do an all you know a car boot strava <laughs> so i was thinking so you you're plotting your route so you go well here's the here's the layout of the field you know, yeah. it's six rows, 40 cars each row, whatever. Do you go zigzag in and out? Do you go all the way to one end? It's a bit like, you know, how do you mow it? It's like a crop, kind of a diagram of how you how you harvest a field. I was thinking, yeah, yeah car, car boot Strava, auto jumble Strava. I think could be brilliant. You'd look at all the different all the different routes that people have taken. Uh, do they walk straight in and go to the end and work their way back? Yeah. Or they do a fast sweep first. This is what I tend to do. I'll go in. Oh, do you? I'll do okay. Far, yeah, I'll do a fast sweep first and then go straight back to the beginning and do a more detailed comb. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good tactic. I don't think I've ever been to an auto jumble when I actually need to buy something. <laughs> no, of so course. I'm a meanderer. Yes. I'm a meanderer and I might end up with an old book or some old magazines or something. 
but yeah. I'm not there specifically to get them. So there's no need to be so tactical. So I could have a little. Yeah. Um, I'm a more of a saunterer. And would you it's beeping? Something beeps. I did. I just did. It? Yeah. Do you know what it was? Oh, hang on. It's, it's that bloody thing, isn't it? It is. Stopwatch. It is. It's the PE <laughs> It's the PE teacher stopwatch. I forgot. I've left it on my desk. Here it is. Yeah. Still got the stupid <laughs> thing. Are you still being tortured by the PE uh, teacher yeah, stopwatch? Yeah. It has the it has the hourly chime, and then the alarm still goes off, and I still don't know how to reset it or anything. I'm just. And also, I can't take the batteries out. I don't. I got a four screws <laughs> to take the batteries out. It's so bad for <laughs> Game of Soldiers. Oh, I'm just gonna keep, leave it on the desk. It's rubbish, but I quite like it. So yeah, auto jumble Strava. I think, like, and people okay. will share, maybe share their tactics, or they'll compare notes. So they'll go, oh yeah, at the um, at the newer quarter jumble last June. I managed to walk fourteen miles in three hours, <laughs> and, and and I bought I bought nothing of any worth. And then well, some... you have to enter what you've bought, surely as well. That's part. Oh of yeah, it. because if it weighs something, of course that adds to the experience. So you go, well, that's nothing. I walked seven miles, so half of what you walked, but I was carrying an anvil <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had I was the entire rear quarter panel for an Austin princess bounced yeah. on my head, so yes. I, I get extra points. Thanks. Well, you, well, you know, well you, this feels you, like a separate app. I'm not sure Strava has the functionality built in to to account for that. So you need to build a, a whole new app, Johnny Smith's Shitter app or something. Oh, which, um, auto jumble jog jog auto jumble jog jumble jogger. Oh, I Jumb- don't know. <clears throat> Let's get ready to jumble with Johnny Smith. That's something different, though, isn't it? I think that's yeah. What about that, tat, that title tat, can be applied? I was going to call it Tat Seeker, but then I thought it could be misconstrued um, because uh, yeah, we won't go down tat hound. Yes, Tat Hound. It could, but then you'll get all sorts of tattoo enthusiasts getting into it, and then maybe it... oh, I didn't. That's funny. I didn't think about tattoos. You're right. I suppose. Did you think about breasts? Because some people call them tats as well, and so perhaps do they? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. So you can imagine the app. Oh, the app. Okay. The app already is in danger. Already getting <laughs> yeah, getting muddied. I mean, yeah. If you oh, tatties is sometimes a, a potatoes word for potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, so if, uh, I mean, wait. dear Johnny Smith, I downloaded your app and there's absolutely nothing about potatoes on it. I want my money back. <laughs> well, it's an idea, definitely. Yeah, it's I mean, an idea. Is the yeah. is the auto jumble season? I suppose is it upon us, but is it also happening because of COVID? I don't know if it is happening. I haven't done mm. many analog auto jumbles for a while. Um, it feels like in these current times, it's not entirely COVID safe to pick up the alternator for an Austin 1100 and then put it back down again because you don't want it. But no, no. I mean, maybe they could impose some rules. Just look at it. You look with your eyes, as parents for many yeah, I, have said. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it's the most popular thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to look though because I haven't been for many years, and it is good fun. Oh, I've, yeah, I haven't been to one for for a very long time. But, but then I, I mean. You know, can you hear this? For that. Can you hear that? I can hear something. Okay, there's a little box here. I got sent a mysterious parcel yesterday. I still don't really oh. know who it's from. Well, it says it's from Jackie Stewart, but I don't believe that. <laughs> um, was it honestly? Was it you? Was it in a tartan envelope? Um, I kid you not. It's there's a, there's a there's a card. There's a present and a card, and the card is tartan. Oh. And, and honestly, oh, well, I'm opening the there. card. It says, Dear Johnny, 
Some friends who listened to your podcast said you were thinking of sending me a gift. I thought I'd beat you to it. As you know, what I like about the Ford Scorpio is that despite it being a very big car, it drives like a small car, especially this one, which is in fact a small car, a model. And I've got a model of a Ford Scorpio right next to me, in the box, made, in, made in West Germany, in champagne metallic. Hang on, which, which era of Scorpio? Well, Mark III Granada. But classic mid-80s, not the bug-eye one. No, no, the bubble, the bubble shape. Yeah, oh. The, the, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, wow. it's new in the box. Very, wow. When I say new, it's very old, but you know what I mean, it's still in the box. Oh, yeah, I'll send you a picture. We'll, we'll put it on the Patreon thing. And it says, I hope you enjoyed the Scorpio. It's uh, it's time at the bar at the Glen Eagles Hotel where the carpet matches my trousers. All the very best, Wee Jackie. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how he signs his name. Oh my gosh, I've just noticed. The card is actually the tartan of Jackie Stewart's helmet stripe. It says it on the back. Well, now, this is very confusing because oh. I want to believe this is real and yet I'm not, I'm not this sure. Is, I mean, if, if anyone's confused who's listening to this, Jackie Stewart did a corporate video for Ford in the eighties, um, and with about, with Frank Boff. Yeah, and we will put well. we will Weird. put a link to it, and it it's a good twenty minutes to watch, but it's it's not twenty minutes lost. It's fantastic. Twenty minutes well spent. Yeah, it's. So I just realised though that's how, that Jackie Stewart in inverted commas has raised a good point in his note there. What's that? That if you also went with the matching tartan shirt or or jacket or something mm-hmm. then effectively when he goes to the Glen Eagles hotel he's like a chameleon he of- can just hide himself against the carpet and then surprise people at leisure of course he's a highland highlands chameleon yeah. and it's a bit like <laughs> oh i bet you didn't see me there did you oh i think surprise. he has in a safe way i think he has that moment that Schwarzenegger has in Predator when he has the mud on his face and Predator <laughs> card and suddenly no one's asking Jackie for a signature because they can't actually see you. Yeah, he's just there. He's relaxing at the bar with a wee dram and then he... Um, and he, he disappears. Autograph hunters coming. He goes, uh-oh, better go. And he just pulls on a jacket and lies on the floor for a bit. It's... It's... It's golf, um, it's golf clubhouse predator. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just amazing. We we could all do with that. That'd be absolutely brilliant. Maybe you could do that with your car, though. You see, because you could wear absolutely matching attire to the car and just stand super close to the car, predator style. Yeah. And then all the people just walk past. They admire the car, but they've got no idea the owners there. Well, hang on. Also, I just thought about what have you got an up GTI. And one day you get into it, and then you're just driving off, and suddenly, hello! Ah! And Jackie Stewart's been on the passenger seat the whole time. (laughs) But you just thought it was the tartan upholstery. (laughs) I mean, Jackie Stewart's tartan-based prank show is there to be made, surely. As long as it's mostly filmed in Scotland and or in sporty Volkswagens, Jackie can just conceal himself oh, also, against re- any tartan yeah. surface. Well, also, Resto Mod Porsche shows, Jackie gets invited yeah. but never turns <laughs> up, apparently. And then he, and then he says, yeah. I bloody did turn up. They go, we're not paying you. I was you there the whole up. time. How rude. Yeah. I, I was here the whole time. I was sitting in that singer. Then I went in the other singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jackie Stewart's tartan chameleon show i remember that i'm sure that was a that was a joke when i was a kid was did you hear about the chameleon that went onto a tartan rug 
and exploded. And that, in fact, Jackie Stewart has one up on chameleons. Chameleons can't change into tartan, but they, Jackie Stewart, they, no, they can't. give him a tartan surface, <laughs> he's invisible to the naked eye. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, there we go. Another TV format, a piece of gold. Gosh, um, I wish I could earn a huge amount of money from some of these ideas. I really do. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, tough it's a tough game. It's a tough game. Um, I was just looking at my list of things that I note down in my phone. Uh, talk about you. Uh, uh, some of them, I mean, I've still got fizzy yogurt down the bottom of the list. We'll never get to the bottom still, of that. Still, still, I'm not deleting it till I've cracked it. And um, I've also written down, and I, rem- I can't remember the context of this, but I've just written down saying spaciousness in a Southern Californian accent. In, in a Southern Californian accent. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I was just, but I can't remember why. Spaciousness. Um, I was just walking around the house saying it spaciousness but i don't know why it's a car related thing but it seems to have it's slipped through yeah what about the, the the floating sphere in the ocean that americans call buoys a buoy i know yeah that that still still troubles me to this day <laughs> well that's the thing i mean there's being married to an american there are so many pronunciations that i'm just like i'm just going to let this slide and there's a little bit of a turf war over how we get our kids to say certain things like i've lost it on vitamins because our kids generally say vitamins. Do your children... Hang on, you've got children that, that live in England and they say vitamins. Do you know what? Yeah. And I tread was, carefully, Rich. I know. I was. I sort of say to my wife, look, you know, you don't want them to stand out at school because they say things weird. But I think the kids now are so familiar with American pronunciation because they watch American TV shows and YouTube and all this sort of stuff that actually yeah. it's not... I bet a lot of the kids say things in an American way. Yes. But, and I'm I'm almost willing to let herbs go and oregano and all of those other oh oregano american pronunciation yeah oregano um, it's a genre of music obviously I <laughs> but That's the one such yeah, a dad I, joke. I just buoy i just I go come on it's not a hard one just do it properly because they also depending on which version of paw patrol you watch. Oh, don't get into Paw Patrol. Not no, again. No, not Paw Patrol again. How are you paying for all this infrastructure? Um, but they, they, if you listen to the US, the original US voicings of that show, then they say buoy. Or Canadian, actually, isn't it? It's a Canadian show. Oh, do they say buoy? They do. But then oh. if, you, if you listen to the, then the, the English accent dub, it, they, they correct it. But, um, but oh. it depends which channel you're watching it on. You know, if you watch it going out on TV, on um, Nickelodeon or whatever, it's... it's um, it's it's the British voices. And, you know how I feel uh, about that show. I know. Yeah, yeah I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I've got. Just don't don't. I don't want to flare up about it. Um, so anyway, look, listen, guys. Um, the other day, I went to the cinema on my own for only the second what? time in my life. Did you? I've I've never done it. No. Well, ha. Huh. See, my wife used to do it all the time. She was a loose end in the week, um, you know, when, when she was um, freelancing, and particularly when she lived in the US. She was just had time to kill. She'd just go to the cinema on her, on her own. She was all like, it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. So go and please yourself. Go see what you want. You know, like and I was like, no, I know it's a bit of a weird thing to sit in a dark room not speaking and call it a social event, but I always think of going to the cinema as a social thing. And yeah. she's like, no, don't knock it. You should you tried it. Just before COVID kicked in, I did it for the first time. One like Wednesday morning, I went to our local sort of slightly art housey cinema 
to go and see a movie that I really wanted to see that my wife wasn't that interested in. And it was absolutely brilliant. It was a great movie. It was that Jojo Rabbit film, which I really enjoyed. But it was it was also the experience. Cinema was quiet. Sat on my own. Of course, own. you haven't got to, you just, haven't got to talk to lovely. anyone. You haven't got to be no, nice. No, there's none of that sort of muttering to each other while they're playing adverts. And you just enjoy the experience. It was great. And I was thinking, I'm going to do this more often. I'm going to go to the cinema midweek on my own. And then everything shut down because of COVID and sport my fun. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Until just but When you day. said just before COVID kicked in, it makes it, it does make mm. it sound rather VTech-like, <laughs> doesn't VTech-y, it? VTech-y, yeah. yeah. Don't want to trivialise the coronavirus but yeah but before everything got all the fun got spoilt uh, including my solo cinema discovery you should try it you know, I, the cinemas I, are opening up again i think i am and the reason i went to cinema on my own is because i wanted to go and see the new fast and furious film uh, i i couldn't really rally like my wife didn't had no interest and um so i just thought no screw it i'll go i'll do it midweek i'll go on my own um because I mentioned this on the Smith & Sniff video ages ago, but I wrote a feature for the Road Rat magazine in which I watched uh, Fast and Furious's 1 to 8, uh, which were all, uh, all it was the non- films that existed non-stop. at that point. Wasn't it non-stop? Yeah. This was two years ago. And I said to the editor of the Road Rat, I've never seen a Fast and Furious film ever. And he was like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I should. And I feel like maybe I should just get all eight of them and sit down and watch them all in one go. And he went, yeah, you should do that, and then you should write about it for me. And I said, okay, that's a good idea. And so I, I did, and it was quite intense. And it's actually quite, it's quite, I mean, you know, it was the early hours of the morning before I wrapped it up, because you've got to stop to eat things. It takes time, and there's eight films as well. In fact, I fell asleep during the last one. I had to go back the next day and watch it. But um, it <laughs> I, gave me... I haven't watched one for ages. Well, ages. I don't know whether it's in a twenty way, years old now. Or, the franchise, isn't yeah, it? it's just turned the first 20. one is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. There are some mind-boggling stats attached to that franchise. It is you know what one of the bona fide biggest franchises in the world, and it's in terms of its earnings, it's like earned billions, and yeah, you know, millions of people have seen them. It's hugely successful, yeah, and hugely popular, and. Um, and, and so that's partly why I thought oh, I should, you know, I should do a little catch up on this. And having watched them all in basically one go, I kind of really enjoyed them on their own terms because they're, you know, they're ridiculous and yeah. they get more ridiculous. And I saw someone on, on social media the other day replying. I said, I said on Twitter 
after I'd been to the cinema. I said, I've been to the cinema to see Fast 9. And and someone described it as, as, as like a ridiculous Roadrunner cartoon. And that's kind of it. They do turn into into cartoons. But it's like, if you accept that, I thought that the sort of the later ones, they're just they're just daft. And I really wanted to see the ninth one because it feels like... Is um, Vin Diesel still in it? He is, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Vin Diesel's in it. The Rock... Dwayne Johnson, not in the new one. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's, he's stepped in, aside. He's in 14 other films being filmed simultaneously. He hasn't yeah. got enough time. Yeah. Busiest exactly man in so. the world. And all the cooking that he's got to do so people can smell what The Rock is cooking. But um, he he's not in it, but all the other sort of, you know, the regulars are there, which I think is part of the success of the franchise is that, you know, they're a, they're a familiar cast of characters that keeps you coming back because you kind of like them, even yeah. though they're a little bit two-dimensional. They're um, they're sort of likeable and they're a gang and it's nice to watch a gang. I mean, you know, that's... I think you think of so many things that are appealing and enduring and it's because partly because they have this sort of gang show appeal and you sort of go, God, wouldn't it be fun to be part of their gang? I think it's what made yeah. the Clarkson, May and Hammond iteration of Top Gear successful was partly because it's like, oh, look, wouldn't it be great to be mates with that gang of mates? Yeah. And um, yeah. you sort of go, God, this- look at... Look at Vin Diesel and his and his crew doing all these zany things. God, aren't they having some japes? Even though you know they're sort of taking it seriously, but it's oh, it's also preposterous. I worry a bit about Vin Diesel now because he kind of looks like an old guy being forced to wear the clothes that you wore in your early twenties, <laughs> and it doesn't quite work for me. I, I sort of I, I I sigh and I worry a bit about him. <laughs> Um, I it's, shouldn't worry about him. He's exceptionally successful and wealthy. Don't worry about Vin. He's okay. Do you think yeah, he's all right? I think, I think he's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. I said when I wrote about the first eight films, I said one of the things that makes them work is that you sense that Vin Diesel is doing this sincerely. He totally believes in the Fast and Furious franchise. He does. And he totally puts his back into it. Yeah. He's not just cashing the cheque and going, oh, great, yeah, I'll do a ninth. Oh, no, this, this, How many this is his time. He truly believes in it. And that is partly what makes it work. You go, well, you know, he's he's behind all this. He's really into it. Mm. Uh, he's, he's totally committed to making this as good as it can be as another Fast and Furious film. And it's not going to be an Oscar-winning work, but it's it's going to be a good Fast and Furious film if he's got anything to do with it. So, um, yeah, I kind of admire that. But, oh, yeah, well, he does, does he actually I mean, drive he's looking around old, in but a he's, 1970 he's... Charger, though, like normally? I like to think... Oh, the Charger? Things. The yeah. Charger just... I mean, there's one of the things... Obviously, it's all ridiculous. That's the whole point. It's like once you accept it's all ridiculous, then you can get on and enjoy it for what it is, which is just absolute cartoonish nonsense but that's you know that's not a criticism it's it's willfully big and silly yeah and the charger because one of the things that bugs me about it in in that sense is you kind of go wherever they are in the world suddenly they've got cars there and not just like they've not just gone and rented an astra they've got domestic cars yeah no so they suddenly go oh we need to go to edinburgh and it feels like they do that quite quickly but somehow vin diesel has a charger there but it's not his charger from home well it's a mid-engined charger of course it is with massive like it's a an insane resto mod yeah it's got an engine the engine's in the middle which looks great by the way because that fastback rear window you can see the engine underneath it and then it's got huge sort of boxy arches on it 
Well, I can tell you right now, the DVLA has been striking and they're short-staffed. And if you modify a car beyond a certain realm, you're not going to be allowed to drive it on UK roads. So I can immediately see a stick in the spokes of the uh, of the Fast and Furious machine. If you just super casual rock up to certain countries in with certain cars from different countries, there's a shitload of paperwork. Let's let's be clear about that. But could he not just claim that he's just temporarily in the country and just drive it around on his US plates? Yeah, but for how long? And also, I mean, uh, that's all very. I can't remember what plates it's got on it. And also, really, he should have a sticker on that that identifies it as for a car from the US, shouldn't he? I think he should. Yeah. What about trade plates? It'd be quite nice if he had those trade plates with the rubber sucker on the window. Absolutely ragging it, and the trade plates are clinging on. It's just slapping on the back. Yeah, Yeah, it's just (laughs) slapping on the back. (laughs) <laughs> We've all done it. So, so, vi- so all the Fast and Furious cars. Well, they now go hang on, on a really second. High energy Wait. mission. It's all on trade plates. But trade plates have some pretty strict terms and conditions applied on them. I don't think you're supposed to have a passenger in the car if you're on trade plates, are you? Oh, okay. Someone will write in and tell us and correct us on this. But it's, yeah, of course. I, I, it's my vague memory that you're not supposed to have a passenger in the car, and you're supposed to be going somewhere. It's purely for transit. You're not just meant to be driving around casually or indeed chasing baddies uh, on trade plates. Bloody hell, sorry. I've just, I've just noticed that this Scorpio model that someone sent me has got an opening bonnet <gasps> and it's got a full engine bay with a washer bottle and everything. And, and the interior, it's a manual, it's a manual gearbox. It's got, a, um, it's got a manual gear stick. Oh, I have to send you some pictures of this, Richard. You'd love it. How big is it? Um, it's one... One twenty fifth, so it's about five or six inches long. Okay, it's nice. Wow. It's nice. It's yeah. a proper thing, and it's in, in a proper box with Ford badges on it and everything. Oh, made it made in West Germany. Oh, <laughs> that's a lovely period detail in itself, isn't what, it? West Germany. It's always West very, Germany. Yes, made yeah. in West Germany. Yeah, none of your east. Um, it's amazing. I know. I'm I, jealous. Uh, I'm kind so of you did, so. So so out of uh, give us your rating. Give us your, your rating of. Oh, I um, don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's not a it's not a good film, good film kind of thing. But it's an enjoyable film as long as you accept it's incredibly silly, yes, and daft. And I laughed more at that film than I would laugh at I don't know um, an episode of many sitcoms of recent times. Did you? Yeah, but laughed at the ridiculousness of it because it's what, what the fast franchise does is it has to raise the bar every time in terms of the absurdity of what they're doing. Yeah. So the best way to think of those films is like the, 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 the human bits, the dialogue and stuff, are sort of like the fantasies of a 17-year-old boy because it's all about you know hanging out with your mates and having a beer and then there's loads of saucy women around and you're all friends and you get to do cool stuff and say cool things. Of course you do. And then all of the car sequences are like the fantasies of a 7-year-old boy because... It's all just massive jumps and rolling, and the damage isn't sort of commensurate with the amount of absolutely chaotic tumbling down a mountainside that a car does, and seemingly without a roll cage. The radiator's and, still okay. Yeah, and then people... There's a couple of times in this film where a car is basically used as a crash mat, and, and then people just kind of go, oh, and get up again. You go, hmm. That, it's it's kids playing with action figures and playing with cars and that's you just accept it like that it's basically a huge play set being shown on the screen i noticed i think there's more cgi in this one <clears throat> uh, what i liked about the um the recent ones with the big stunts is it was still practical effects it wasn't for that's the right. most part cgi they're quite proud of that they are yeah and this one it feels like there's a bit more cgi in it although there's a scene 
I won't spoil it, but there's a scene where there's like lots of basically, if you're a fan of early 2000s hatchbacks, um, look away because a lot of them seem to get trashed in a in a chaotic street scene. And I was looking, I go, I think that a lot of that is real. They're flinging real cars around the place what with um, like sort of pneumatic trebuchets or something yeah well i did see it behind the scenes some photos when they were filming in um uh, tbilisi and it looked like yeah they'd got cars on these sort of pneumatic ram things to sort of fling them across the street so they're still doing quite a lot of practical effects and you can tell that that some of it you just go that's it's it's either the incredible cgi or in fact they've just sort of thrown an old mini across the street (laughs) in front of a lorry but but there's just some bits where you kind of go okay this is this defies the laws of physics so they've had to get the old laptop out and animate it well they keep and they keep in real stunts alive and i think that's probably a good thing because yeah there is something extra it's like that's why we like bond films so much because historically they've done the real thing and so that, I mean, I, I yeah, a bit of sort of needless charger destruction going on in Fast and Furious, but you know. Yeah, cars are good. There's a Supra pops up. There's a Jaguar Project 8, XE Project 8. Uh, really? Pops up. Yeah, there's there's quite a few good cars. Oh, and the, the this is what I wanted to tell you. Reliant, there was Reliant Kitten, to. that pops up, yeah. There's a Reliant Kitten. There's two Seo Penzers, which is incredible. The last two left in Britain uh, get used. I think one of them might be CGI because, I mean, how could they get two? There's a couple of... Uh, Vin Diesel's in a Gordon Keeble. In fact, that's a tongue twister yeah. in itself. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel in a Gordon Keeble. Yeah. <laughs> Say it ten times. Go. Vin Diesel in a Gordon Keeble. No, it's too hard. I think I'd sprain my tongue. The, it's a, folk, uh, there's it's a, a folk. There's song, a lovely sequence um, in which Vin Diesel is uh, is chasing the bad guys in a Toyota picnic, uh, which is, is pretty dramatic. Oh, that then, is. Um, Obviously, a lot of Mark V escorts. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm all right with know, that. Early ones, diesel. They replaced the Supras with them and didn't tell anyone and just thought it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> so it's it's, it's, it's um, still iconic. It's absolutely fine. Well, but no, there's Helen Mirren pops up. What? Um, anyone who's seen the previous films. Yeah, she was in the last one. Oh, she's a mum of. She's, she's someone's yeah, mum. Yeah, she's the mum of Jay. She's like a sort of gangster mum, this cockney gangster mum. Mirren um, in Fast and Furious. It still sounds so odd, doesn't it? It's it's amazing, but then she's in a noble M six hundred running away from the cops. Are you taking the the piss now, or is this real? No, it's fucking brilliant. There's a night chase through London, purple noble, and at one point she does the most incredible palming you've ever seen. You're palming in a noble. It's got a very quick. No, Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren, palming a noble. But hang on, which I realise sounds ruder than it is. It does. But it's a but... fucking brilliant bit. She just full palms it. It's, but you don't palm brilliant. a car with such quick steering, otherwise you get massively out of shape. No, no. She's well. It's like she's doing a sort of evasive manoeuvre because the cops are after her. But also, I was looking. I was going. I think it's got an Alcantara wheel, so that's good for. Oh, uh, very it's got a lot of Palm purchase. Oh, a lot of palm purchase. That would be per- so perfect. It makes sense. Palming. That's you know. Obviously, you know, they're sticklers for realism, and they they've made sure the Alcantara wheel is there. Mirren, so, yeah, the steering's palming. probably quite heavy, but Mirren palming a noble is is one of the high <laughs> spots of the film. If I, you're a connoisseur of the palm operated steering, that was. It's not. I don't class that as a spoiler alert. I class that as a lure no, that's, just, to that's bring a you reason in. to go yeah it's a lure. that is a lure <laughs> go and see the film just to see Mirren palming and what's weird about it was that it was in this little it's, it's not really art house cinema it's an everyman cinema near me uh, and I went in the morning and you know it's like 
I'm not embarrassed to say I like the Fast and Furious franchise on its own terms. I think they're just stupid films that you can enjoy for their stupidity. And this one doesn't disappoint. It's It fits in perfectly. It's just daft, but I enjoyed it. And um, they do show a lot of arty, thoughtful films. And I so I went to not know, a morning one. screening of Fast and Furious 9. And I got there, and there's a little cafe, and I went up and ordered a coffee. And... Um, the, uh, the, the there's there's this young woman serving and she went oh well, we we can't serve here I'll bring it to you go you go and sit down in your seat and we bring it to you in the cinema which is very civilized that's amazing she said which film are you seeing and I had to go uh, Fast, Fast and Furious sorry what I've seen the first Fast and Furious you <laughs> <laughs> want to look like a oh, yes I'm very I'm very much into the arts yes I'm going to see um, Vin Diesel punching <laughs> a car across a mountain. Um, <laughs> But then I went and sat down in my seat, and she brought me a coffee, which is which is very very delightful in a cup and saucer. Oh lovely. my gosh, this is amazing! I know it's great, isn't it? And because it's and it's one of the you know those everyman cinemas so they, they have sofas in them. So I had a sofa to myself, and the only the two people in there were an old man who left before the end. What? And these two women in their sixties who'd come together and so hang uh, on, an old guy who left before yeah. the end of the film, and two yeah. middle aged ladies coming to watch. Fast and Furious Nine, and no one else apart from you. Yeah, How, and at the end, I was talking to the to, to the ladies because we, well, we were only three people in there. We um we sat through all the credits, partly because thinking, oh, there'll be a thing at the end, like there is sometimes with films. Yeah, and no, it just stopped, and then the lights came up, and one of the nice old ladies went, oh, she turned to me. I stood up, and she went, and she she looked at me, and she went, I. Oh, I was waiting for something at the end, and I said, "Yes, yeah, so was I." And she went, "That's a bit disappointing." I was, I was hoping that there'd be something maybe with Charlize Theron, and it was like, it was like me too. But no, it needs to be more so, of a Cannonball Run kind of ending, doesn't it? Some yeah. freeze frames, some like um, bloopers. Yes, yeah. that's right. Some some corpsing during lines. Yes. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. That's yeah, what Bert you Reynolds. Want. Oh my god, stop it. Yeah, stop it. In fact, they should just put in some of Burt Reynolds mucking about over the credits, even though he's not in the uh, the film. Oh, if Burt was still alive, he should be in Fast and Furious 10. That's true, actually. Oh, wouldn't yes. that be Why so was cool? He never, like a cameo in, he a, just turned in a Firebird. Up. Yeah, he turned up in some absolute pro street Firebird, like pro, pro modified it, and just go, oh my gosh, look at this old dude with the tash. And that's it. You just he doesn't even maybe he just turns up on a race night and he's just some old guy with a really like dangerous car. I'd love that. That'd be brilliant. Oh, talking of dangerous cars. Yeah. I think I forwarded you this ages ago. It happened about five years ago. Some guy on YouTube um put up a dash cam of himself um passing out at the wheel of his Mustang in America. Oh, yes. And it was this remarkable thing. He had exceptionally low blood pressure, it turns out, and he, he passes out, and the shot is over his shoulder, and the car goes off the motorway and straight through a fence into a field, and then it does, it, it does go through some fences, misses a couple of very big telegraph poles. Yes. And then miraculously doesn't die, nobody's injured, it's just... Amazing. Well, well, what's what's terrifying about it is it because he that thing you sent me is him has now made a new video six years later where he talks us through his original dash cam video. Yeah, and explains what's going on. Yeah, and it's like it's the terrifying bit is when he's he's on the motorway the freeway, and he says, "Okay, right about now I've got massive tunnel vision, but I don't know what's going on." 
and he's in the process of passing out, but he doesn't realise it. Yeah. And uh, But he's explaining that when it goes off the motorway, his foot mashes onto the throttle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can hear it. The car suddenly is, like, under full power. It's racing. People said, oh, you left the cruise control on. But it's, he said, no, I switched the cruise control off when I realised that all was not well and I was feeling a bit weird. And um, he's... He just mashes it down. So the car then starts power sliding around a field. And yeah. at one point, it actually applies opposite lock on its own. It's the most extraordinary thing, oh, which lovely. I think stops it going back up the, the slope onto the freeway and driving head on into traffic, which would have been horrific. So, yeah, um, yeah, he, he comes to a he finally comes round as his car is sort of power sliding around a field and and slams the brakes on it's but it's uh, terrifying it is terrifying it's so miraculous that nobody got hurt and um mm. I'll, I'll put we'll put we'll put the link up but if if you search on youtube the bloke's name is paul 70s tastic 70s tastic <laughs> and 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 and, he, and and the mustang isn't a very good one it's what would you say is it mid 90s is it a mid 90s mustang a, yeah yeah i think so and he he's actually Maybe had the car later. he's he's apparently had the car rebuilt since its incident. I don't know whether he just feels very fortunate. I don't think insurance paid out for it. But anyway, it didn't. Um, I saw his note under the video. He said insurance didn't pay out, so he rebuilt the car himself. Because actually, he, he, there's there's footage of what it was like afterwards, and it wasn't massively damaged, but the paint was really dinged up from well, driving it, through barbed wire. It went fence. through a barbed wire fence at seventy miles an hour and through it and down a ditch. I mean, really, it's testament. But what it, the reason why I revisited it with interest is it made me think. Are Mustangs driven better by people unconscious <laughs> well, than people who are conscious leaving a car show? If you, if you were an alien, you came down to Earth, and your sole mission was to learn about the Ford Mustang via the medium of YouTube, you would go, oh, oh, that's how to make them drive better. The driver must pass out, because Just, when they're conscious, they're going to have a crash. And they'll they'll overcorrect. The, the problem is, yes. so when you're unconscious, you don't correct because you're unconscious. <laughs> it turns out the car... Maybe that's why. When that guy passed out, his Mustang corrected for him. It did. These people leaving cars and coffee, they're fighting the inherent ability of a 90s Ford Mustang to drive itself. Who knew? Yeah. Screw Tesla with this full self-driving nonsense that no. basically doesn't work. When you've got Ford Mustangs... That actually can do it all for you. They're like kit without oh. anyone realising it. Well, that's why I think we should set up. There should be a massive event called Mustangs and Nightol. And what we do is everyone comes <laughs> and they <laughs> they display all their cars their and new... chloroform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got all of their modified classic Larry Stangs, all the pony cars lined up. Everyone sort of in unison um, adds a bit of chloroform or nitol, depending on what your poison of choice is. Yeah, night, night, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then they just everyone runs their dash cams and the CCTV. And there's obviously some drone ship footage that my my son can do the music for, um, and then just just see how it all pans out. So you've obviously got to do your chloroform right. While sitting yeah. in the car, it's in D already, and you've just got to <laughs> got to just do your chloroform, and then just see what happens. Is your foot going to go straight for kick down, or if it's a man, if it's a manual, you've got to be already riding the clutch a bit when you when you take nitol. What on earth? <laughs> <laughs> no, it takes a bit to kick in, doesn't it? So you could start driving. 
Oh, so okay, you're going to set off on the journey. I There's thought you were pulling out. Yeah. Are you not? Is the experiment surely? Are you not pulling out of the show? The indicators on. You're looking left okay. and right. You took uh, you took okay. chloroform five minutes ago. Right. Yeah. And yeah, mean, and, yeah. and obviously uh, then that's it. That's the control experiment. It it'll become yeah. the new Isle of Man TT. We pick, we. <laughs> we It'll become because it's exceptionally what? dangerous, but exciting for yeah. spectators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As long as they put some bales in front of a phone box, everyone should be fine. Oh yeah, because some people enter and they've they've got their Shelby GT five hundred, but they've just they've just covered it in that sort of packaging foam that you get from local markets. <laughs> so, so it just sort of bounces off loads of stuff. Oh, gosh, it's quite exciting. I can see this really there working. You go. You've invented two things this week. Three, yeah, maybe. Three. And are wow. any of them any good? Well, it's not for us to say, is it? But um, I might go on Dragon's Den with the Mustang dash cam thing. Well, on that note, if you have got something to say to us, uh, whether it's correcting us about the use of trade plates or just giving us feedback on some of our half-cocked ideas, then um, the email address is hello at smithandsniff.com. That's all in words, no ampersands. And uh, we do read every email, even if we often forget to reply. Or if you're one of our lovely patrons, you can contact us through the Patreon page. And um, we do put more of an effort in trying to reply there, although it's not always that successful. But anyway, uh, that's what we do. Um, we should probably drop the clutch and see if we can get this thing out of the cars and coffee without um, colliding with a telegraph pole. Uh <laughs> But before we go, I have uh, three things to tell you. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show. Uh, it's got lots of excellent stuff on there, including uh, the video of the Larda Neva incident we talked about last week, which is going great guns, isn't it? I saw it being picked up by an American website the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, did you not see that? Car scoops. No, have, uh, have written about it, yeah. Oh, nice. Linked to your Wideo. So, yeah, it's... it's doing good and there's lots of other things on there that are also ortho also uh, worth your time uh two i've got various books out but this week i'm going to plug someone else's book because uh, our old studio director from top gear and the grand tour brian klein spent lockdown writing a novel which is out uh, this month uh he sent me an advanced copy and i've read it and it's a real page turner it's about that conspiracy theory that Adolf Hitler didn't die in 1945 and in fact fled to South America but it springboards off that to the present day and it's a tale about uh, bank heists and covert Nazis and the American presidential election it's a really good story uh, it's called The Counterfeit Candidate by Brian Klein available shortly in all good bookshops and on various other online things as well And the third thing I have to tell you is that the phone number given out by the Ghostbusters is the same one that was Jim Rockford's number in the Rockford Files. Is that true? Yeah, the number is 555-2368. Is that intentional? Well, it's I think it is, but 555 is the is the fake code used in US TV shows. Uh, Ah, right, okay. okay. So there's no there's no actual area code for 555 there's no area uh, aligned to it though it is used for some sort of non-area numbers but if you're making a movie or a tv show there's a list of numbers as there is here actually there's an ofcom list of numbers that you use that are fake for mobiles and landlines if you're doing a a uk show 
and you want to make up a phone number so that you don't accidentally give out someone's real number. It's just Subaru Rally sponsorship in the <laughs> 90s. That's, that's what I always think of as well, because yeah. if you listen to all American TV shows, with some exceptions, with like The Wire, I think, to make it super realistic, they somehow managed to use actual real-sounding numbers. But most shows just go with, yeah, 555, and I always think of, of a, an Impreza. Yeah, I do. I do. I've never seen The Wire. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I'm just a bit late. It's really to good. It, Rich. Uh, get get into it. I've got. I think I've still got the. Box I've only so just finished The Detectorists, and I have to say, it was one of. The oh, points. I haven't done that one. Oh my word! I've just finished watching them. I've done them over the last two weeks, and it's one of the most enjoyable series I've ever watched. I absolutely wow. love it. I think it's heartwarming. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. Which you you were the one that actually suggested I should watch it. Well, yeah, but I think because I'd been told it was brilliant, not because I'd actually seen it. Oh, I it. thought you had seen it, you flute. Oh, okay. No, well, it is. So. It's well, because I know I haven't. But it's and it and it's, <laughs> it features a Triumph TR7 and some just oh. some really nice quirks. I have to say, it's just it's it gave me a warm feeling inside and sort of restored my faith in humanity, comma on that side of things. You had me at TR7. Yeah, um, quite well. I'll, I'll maybe I'll, that's for my project for next week. Will be to. Um, watch the detectorist because I've been meaning to do it for it's, it's beautiful it's beautiful cool really good alright well um, until then thank you ever so much for listening we will see you same time next week bye 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 I'm Johnny Smith and my mate fancies your mate <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know if she goes to a different school Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.